the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast as I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back or relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I pray is being a blessing to you that's called being imitators of Christ. God's got something that he wants all of his children to do. He wants all of us to be imitators of Christ. All of God's children after being born again are to be imitators of God and to live the life that Jesus did. Since our being imitators of God is what God wants us to do, then being imitators of God ought to be what we all should do. And being imitators of Christ is how we do what God wants us to do. We ought to purpose with everything in us to do everything we can do to be imitators of Christ like the Father wants us to do. Each and every one of us who've been blessed to be born again ought to purpose in ourselves that our lives will represent and demonstrate everything that God wants our lives to represent and demonstrate so that we can demonstrate to everyone in this world that it's the life lived in Christ that's the life that should be lived by them too. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. For God's word to show you, no, no, that's not true. This is what's true. This is what's right. And this is what you need to connect yourself to. So we want to make sure that that which we think and that which we say and what we do matches what God say we ought to do. Because that's when things will be real good for me and you. Turn to Romans chapter 7, please. Now, once we hear and learn God's law, we're supposed to delight in the law of God in our heart. Romans chapter 7. Once we hear God's law, once he shows us what we ought to do, how we ought to conduct ourselves, tells us what's true, we ought to get to rejoicing all up in our hearts. A party ought to start on the inside of you. Whereas you get to rocking and Rolling and getting excited because God just showed you what to do. You ought to be fired up when you get to find out what to do. Let's read about it. Romans chapter 7, verse 22. I brought this in the New Testament so you can don't think that well, you all in the Old Testament. Let me bring it to the New. Let me bring it to the New. It says, for I delight in the law of God after the inward man. I delight in the law of God. Once again, this New Testament. Once again, if we weren't supposed to do the law, why he write it in our hearts and in our mind? Because he know if it's in our heart and our mind, we're going to do it. And so if he, God don't want us to do it, then why would he write it in our hearts and our mind? Because he wants us to do it. In fact, we're supposed to delight in the law of God, Amen. in the inward man. Somebody say inward man. inward man. But now, see, that doesn't mean outward man. Outward man might not like it, but the inward man loves it. Yeah. Like when the word is going right now, those of you in here, your inward man, that's the real you. Come on, Trey. You are a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. You are a spirit. You live in a body that possesses a soul. That body ain't you. 
That body is what you live in. That's your clothes. That's your outfit. That's your, that's, that, that's where your crib, that's where you live right now. Praise God. That's why when you go home to be with the Lord, you leave this home and you, and it drops. It's your outfit. Like when you take off your clothes at night and just let them go, they'll fall. Why? Because there's no life in them no more. Because you ain't in them no more. Same way the body falls when, 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 the, when the spirit leaves out of it. Because that's not, that's not you no more. You booked. Them was the, was the, those was the blue jeans you was wearing. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. That's why don't get mad at me while I teach real good. You don't spend $10,000 to bury blue jeans. Don't get mad at me while I teach good up in here. You've been ripped off because of your emotions where a whole company is taking you because they know you're emotional because they're going to they make you think that's you. Let me show you your mother. Let me show you my father. You ought to turn to them and say, that ain't my mama. That ain't my daddy. My mom and daddy in glory. That's what my mom and daddy is. They walk in those streets of glow. This is just a body we're going to take care of. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I ain't going to leave it. I ain't going to leave it crib land here. Praise God. I'm going to make sure everything's taken care of and do it respectfully. But don't spend no ten, fifteen, twenty thousand dollars to put up a pair of blue jeans. Let me just move on right here. I, folk don't want to hear what I'm saying. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because that ain't them. That was their body. Are you listening to me up in here? That they used while they here. Hallelujah. Now the real you, that's the one on the inside of you. That's the real you. It gets excited when they hear the word of God, the law of God. On the inside, it's like, whoa, glory to God. On the inside, standing up like, preach, young man. Break it down, brother. That's the word right there. Now your outside man, it ain't happy about all this. Because your body, the Bible teaches us, is in enmity against God. It's hostile against God. It don't want to do none of what the God say do. You don't believe me? Get on your knees and pray. And hear what your knees got to say. If you don't get up off here, praise God, and get your tail back up. Because your body ain't in enmity with all, I mean, ain't, ain't, ain't in agreement with all that. Your body has been tainted by the sin in this world. It's running all through your veins. And because it's running all through your vein, to do anything that God said is a strain. That's why it was so hard for some of y'all to get up in here today. But you got here. Applaud yourself. Praise God. Amen. But it wasn't easy for some of y'all because some of y'all, that pillow had you in a, in a pillow lock. Praise God. Whereas it wouldn't let you go. And, you, and, and your body was saying, no, you know, this is a day that he set aside for rest. Just go ahead and rest if you don't get your tail up. He told, but you got up. Why? Because the real you on the inside won in that thing. See, the you on the inside is excited every time he hears the word of God. It's your flesh that have a problem with it. I said it's your flesh that have a problem with it. Both your flesh and your carnal mind. Because some of the flesh done got in your mind. And because it's got in your mind, you struggle against doing what God said do. You, you, you pull back because you really don't want to do what God said do. You're trying to find you some teaching that say you ain't got to do it. And then you go find you some of this new, you know, hyper grace teaching, praise God. And you be like, they tell you ain't got to do nothing. You be like, oh, see, now that's the word. That's God right there. Yeah, little G, not big G, praise God. Because big G trying to get you to be excited about what he said. Anytime you hear God's teaching and instructions on what to do, you ought to get excited about it. Even when that teaching tells you, don't do what you're already doing. Even when that teaching, you ought to get excited about it. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says you ought to delight in it. That word delight right there means to rejoice in with oneself. Rejoice in with oneself. Which means if ain't nobody else excited about it, you're supposed to be excited about it. If ain't nobody else happy about it, you're supposed to be happy about it. That's why you don't look to your left or your right to see whether everybody is enjoying this. You get excited about this. Hallelujah. You're supposed to be fired up when you find out what, what God said do. Rejoice in yourself. To feel satisfaction concerning which means you're supposed to rejoice in it 
to the point that you feel satisfaction with what he said to you. Whereas you'd be like, yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. See, when you're satisfied, you ain't looking for nothing else. You ain't trying to find no other teaching. You ain't trying to go for no 14 confirmations of whether you need to do this or not. No, all you got to do is find out God said do it. You rejoice in it and then be like, yeah, now I know what to do. I'm happy about it. I'm thrilled about it. I got to go back to myself. Can I talk about myself for a second, please? God, I mean, when I first got born again, because that, that, you know, I don't just teach this. I live this and lived it, too. I live it, lived it, and going to keep on living it for the rest of the days until he come get me and you. Praise God, because we're going to get raptured. Praise God. Woo! Sitting at 50,000 feet without, a, without an airplane seat. Praise God. That's going to be all right with me. Praise God. I'm going to be up there like, oh, watch out now. Watch out now. <laughs> I can't wait. Praise God. I got to tell you this, praise God. I told everybody, if, if, you, if you didn't hear me say it, it's going to bless you. If you heard me say it, act like you didn't hear me say it. Praise God. I tell everybody, especially ministry school students, I tell them, I, I hope I'm standing next to a sinner when, we, when the rapture comes because I'm going to grab him. And then when we're on our way up, when we hit about 40,000 feet, I'm going to say, turn him around and say, either accept his salvation or I'm going to let you go. Praise God. Amen. <laughs> I bet you he pray. I just hope it sticks, you know, because that sounds like duration. But anyway. Point I'm trying to raise is, I mean, when I first got born again, you think I'm making this up. I would love to introduce you to some people that knew me back then. That my, I thought the entirely the opposite of everything that God had to say. Everything that the Bible said was the opposite of what I lived and what I thought was true. Because I, tra- I was trained very well by the world. I was trained by the streets. I was trained by the world system. I went to Satan's schools, just like you did too. Many of you did too. Ones that don't teach Christian thought and what you ought to do. Praise God. I let them train me and teach me how to live my life and what to do. And everything was the opposite of what God had to say. They taught me how to be about me, not to be about God. Because anytime you're in something that is not of God, it's always going to teach you about you and not of God. Are you listening to me up in here? How to, how to satisfy you, how to do good for you, and how to get over for you. It's your thing. Do what you want to do. Can't nobody tell you what to sock it to. You know, you teach all that foolishness. Praise God. But anyway, I thought the opposite of everything that the word of God had to say. So when I, but when I came to church, I came to church to find out about this guy named Jesus. Because I asked him, show me who you are and I will follow you for the rest of the days of my life. But you got to show me in such a way as like I know, like I know, like I know, like I know that I'm saved. Because if you do that, I'll follow you for the rest of my life. Well, he did, and I did, and he did, and he saved me. Praise God, and I received my salvation that day, and I've been following him ever since. I ain't made no return trips to the altar. I locked in from that point forward, and I said, I'm going to follow you for the rest of the days of my life. Nothing wrong with anybody that do. If you got to come up here 50 times, come 51 just to make sure you know it's true. I ain't saying it like that. I'm just telling you, I was so sure of my salvation the day I got born again that there was no question whether God existed from that point forward. So I began to show back up to church starting that next week. I began to start showing up to church to be able to find out, well, now, now who is this guy named Jesus that saved me? I want to know more about him. I want to find out more about him. But when I came, I found out a second assignment that he wanted for me. My first assignment was to find out who he is. My second assignment to find out was who I am and how I'm supposed to be conducting myself in life. Because I thought I was cool. I got my fire insurance. I'm cool now. Praise God. So I figured I can keep on living like a fool, but I'm you know, on my way to heaven now. But I found out the way I was living wasn't the way I'm supposed to be living. Every time I'd show up, I came to hear about Jesus. But I'd find out about something I'm doing wrong. Because a man would open up the word of God and begin to start teaching the word of God. And it was showing me I was wrong. And I was tripping out. People think I'm making this up. I would love to get some people to come back in and testify this about you. I am not making this up. I would show up, praise God, I'd show up early. 
praise God, you know, to be able to make sure that I found out because I wanted to know everything I do. I'd, I'd have to start, I sat like about the third, fourth, fifth row, something like that. Because back then they used to let all the muckety-mucks sit in the front row. You couldn't sit in the front row, first couple rows, unless you was a muckety-muck. Praise God. And, and so I, I couldn't sit in the first couple rows. I, I'd get there in about the third, fourth row. I always sit on the end, though, because I was still too illegal to be able to sit in the middle. I didn't put myself in the middle of nothing. I got to sit on the end. Praise God. And I got to know where the door is. <laughs> anyway, hey man, just don't worry about that. But anyway, the point I'm trying to make. I, I, so I, I all, and so I want to sit there, praise God. That man would be in to start telling me I'm wrong about something. He wouldn't walk up and say, like, you're wrong about something. What he'd do is start showing me what's right. He showed me the word of God. And once I saw what's right, I saw I was wrong. And I would holler out. I cursed all the time back then. I cursed all. And I'm telling you, you know what? I'd sit back then. I'd be like, bleep de bleep, did you hear that? I've always been like a loud individual. Praise God. Bleep de bleep, did you hear that? And people would turn around and give me a look. I'm like, what the bleep do you looking at? You know, and I'm doing this right in the middle of the church. Praise God. But I was excited because, see, I thought I was right. See, I thought I was right about everything. I was like many of you. That's why I can relate to you so well because you think you're right about everything, too. You think you're right about everything. You think you know everything. Like, can't nobody tell you nothing? I, got, I know this. I know. I know. I know. This. Why are your life all jacked up if you know? Praise God. But, but I was right. I was wrong. And my life was jacked up. But you couldn't tell me that. I was cool, being a fool, thinking that I was taking other people to school. I was living like I wanted to, doing what I want to do, driving what I want to drive. I'm t- people be thinking I'm making this up. I think I, I think I was 21 when I drove my first Benz. Praise God. Mines, mines, paid for. Mines. Are you listening to me like that? Had houses. Praise God. Property, rental property, everything else. I was, I was, I was rolling, baby. I was, I, psh, honeys? Psh, or not. Anyway, let's just move on. Praise God. Anyway. <laughs> So I'm thinking I'm right about everything. Got me an education, know a few things. Praise God, I'm a thug with education, you know. Hallelujah. Went to college, got thrown out before I got there. Praise God, before I got But, you know, that's another story. But I, but I gained an education. I made it to my senior year before I got thrown out. Praise God. Amen. But I was doing wrong. You know, I shouldn't have been doing wrong. But I, it's still my fault. It's they, they, y'all, y'all the problem, you know, because we always think everybody else the problem. But then I found out I was the problem. Because as he began to start studying that word, the Lord would show me where I'm wrong. And I was excited about it. Because I don't want to go another day wrong. See, everybody wants to be right as quiet as it's can. See, you're doing what you do because you think you're right. Because you want to be right. But when you find out you're wrong, you're supposed to get excited. You ain't supposed to get irritated like some folk do. You ain't supposed to get, get nasty and mad. Who you think you're talking to? You. That's why you got the attitude. Praise God. Because you know it's talking to you. What you ought to do is learn to rejoice. When you find out you're wrong. Man, I found out I was wrong. I was excited. I'm like, look this, look at this. I was showing them. They couldn't even, the people that was next to me, they couldn't even hear the rest of the message. Because I talked to them for a minute. Talk, look, this is what I've been doing, Mike. I've been doing this for how long. Now that bleep de bleep preacher up there tell me I'm wrong. Man, I, preach, preacher. I was excited about it and stuff like that. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I come back next week with a new assignment. Where else am I wrong? Is there any place else I'm wrong? And God never disappointed me. Because every time I showed up, he'd show me another place. And I learned to make the adjustment. And then come back the next week. And then he showed me another place. And I'd be like the same person, stand back up, bleep, bleep. Here's another place where I'm wrong. And I'd make the adjustment until finally he got across to me about bleepy bleeping because he showed me that let no cor- cor- corrupting communication proceed out of your mouth. 
And I even said, bleep the, oh, excuse me. <laughs> I, said, I shouldn't be saying that no more because I found out I was wrong there too. See, God's trying to teach his church right now. Listen to me. To get excited as he straightens you up. Get, extri- get excited while he's lining you up. Rejoice. Even when you find out you're wrong. Because you want to be right. Now you have opportunity to find out what's right. So you ought to rejoice. And then be satisfied with what he says to you. Settle down in, rest in. The Bible teaches us there's a rest that's waiting for the people of God. And we, if you continue to read, it's all about faith. That you get into the point that you believe and trust God to the point that you believe him flat out. God, that's what he wants you to do. He said, I want you to believe me flat out. When I show you you're wrong, it's because you're wrong. When I show you what's right and you see you ain't right, just get right. Just line it up with what I say to you. Make that adjustment so that everything can be able to work out beautiful for you. Are you listening to me up in here? But well, why should we rejoice when we hear God's law? Because we now know what's right and what's wrong. We know what's good and what's evil. Because we know we can conduct ourselves accordingly. Go back to Romans chapter 7, verse 7. It says, what shall we say then? Is the law sin? Heck no. God forbid. It ain't sin. Nay, I had not known sin but by the law. For I had not known lust except the law had said, thou shalt not covet. See, the reason why we should delight in hearing and learning God's law is because we only know sin by learning God's law. We only know sin by learning God's law. Now, when I say we only know sin by learning God's law, I am not saying that we learn to sin by learning God's law. I am not saying that we learn to sin by learning God's law. I said we learn what is sin by learning God's law. See, that's what false teachers teach you. Like there's bad teaching going on right now. They tell you, well, see, no, don't anybody tell you about the law because then you'll have a sin consciousness and then they'll sin. So if you keep telling them about sin, then they're going to sin. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Let an ex-sinner flat out testify. Long before I ever knew this law, I was sinning real big, real good. Are you listening to me up in here? So I didn't learn sin by learning the law. I learned sin by growing up silly. Are you listening to me over here? I ain't learned. I didn't even learn that I was sinning until I learned the law because that's what the scripture is saying. Scripture is saying you find out you sin once you get God's instructions, his, his doctrines and his teachings. That's when you find out you're wrong because every man thinks he's right in his own eyes but God shows us what the right is and when we look at ourselves next to the right, we're like, oh, oh okay, praise God, that ain't me. Oh, when I look in scripture, he used to go this way. It used to be for me. I'd go in scripture and I would look and I'd be like, mm, "That's what I'm supposed to do." Mm, I ain't doing that. Or I look in scripture and say, mm, "That ain't what I'm supposed to do, huh?" I just did that, <laughs> and I wouldn't be like, "Oh, see that preacher? I can't stand that preacher." That's like me. Praise God, I'm a preacher that teaches what's right. Praise God, and I'm the best pastor in the world till I get to what you're doing. And then as soon as I get to what you're doing, all of a sudden, I ain't no good no more. I don't think he, I don't think he got revelation no more. Why is it I lost my revelation when I get to yours? How is it that I lost my anointing now that I ain't got to yours? I was anointed all get out before. Blowing folk, they fall down. Praise God. And it wasn't because I had bad breath. Are you listening to me up in here? Hallelujah. But now all of a sudden, I ain't got no more anointment because I'm teaching you what's wrong. And teaching what's right. Devil is a liar. It's your flesh is talking. Your flesh say, look, you better back up off of this. 
Let's leave. Let's go find us a church where they say it's okay. Go ahead. Door ain't locked. But if you want to walk in God's way, stay. Because you're going to learn what it is that you're supposed to learn. And your life can turn. You're supposed to rejoice. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Bad teachers teach you that foolishness. That the law causes you to sin. Because you know as in learned sin by the law. So now I know how to sin. And I, and I got to desire to sin. Trust the brother. I had the desire to sin long before I even knew the law. I didn't even know, I didn't even know what the Bible was. And I was well versed in sinning. Praise God. A connoisseur of sin. Praise God. Hallelujah. It wasn't until I found out what the law was. I'm like, oh, see, see, snap. That's me right there. Golly gosh. It's the opposite that's true. See, when we learn what we're already doing and what we're already contemplating doing is sin, that comes from learning what God has to say about a matter. See, the only way that we come to know what sin is is by learning God's law, his instructions, his teachings, his doctrine. Once again, don't get caught up in that word law because many people are turning that law, the word law into a bad word. Don't get caught up in that word law. The word law means doctrines, teachings, and instructions. So if you think that's a bad word, then that means you think God's doctrines, God's teachings, and God's instructions are bad. No, that's what's good, and that's what you want to learn. See, every man thinks he's right in his own eyes, but the law gives you opportunity to know what's right for real, what's right shown enough, what's right in God's eyes. Because if it ain't right in God's eyes, it ain't right. See, once we know the truth of what's sin in God's eyes, then we can walk in the truth by making sure that we don't do that no more. Now, the good part about it is, is that when you find out what God has to say, God gives you the power to do it that very day, too. You don't just get the instructions that God gives to you. You also get the ability to do what God said do. Y'all looking at me like it's not true. Praise God. Turn over to Isaiah chapter 11. Hallelujah. We could, Isaiah chapter 11. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah chapter 11. I love the Lord. And I love what he does for us. Straightens us up so that we can step into the fullness of what he has in store for us. Isaiah chapter 11, we're going to start reading in verse 1. It's speaking of Jesus. It says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. That's talking about Jesus. He is that rod from the stem of Jesse, from the stem of Jesse because he comes from the lineage of Jesse. That was his great-granddaddy or granddaddy. Praise God. And as a result, of he came through that lineage that he's talking about. It says, and the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord. Now he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor. With righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity for the meek of the earth. And he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips shall he slay the wicked. Why? Because, and the righteousness shall be his girdle. Girdle of his loins and the faithfulness is the girdle of his truth. He'll be able to strap himself down with truth, knowing exactly what to do. But notice the word of God, praise God, who is Jesus. Jesus is the word of God. Just like Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and then went about doing things that was good for the, that the father called good. It's the same way that we will receive the word of God, which has an anointing on it that, that, that allows us to do good. Look what's on it when the spirit of the Lord is on it. It says the spirit of wisdom and understanding. You'll have both wisdom and understanding. Wisdom is a true insight into a matter. And understanding is that you'll know why you're doing what you do. It lets you know why you're doing what you do. So you can then be able to understand, okay, I understand this thing now. 
Because remember, he said, all you'll get and get understanding. But look what comes next, the spirit of counsel and might. The word of counsel and might. The word counsel in the Greek, in the Hebrew, is the word etsa, E-T-S-A-H, etsa. And one of the things that that translates is advice. That's the primary thing that it translates is advice. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed with what the word of God had to say. I hope that you're learning that God really does desire for us to be imitators of him. I hope that you're seeing that this wonderful opportunity to be like him is an opportunity that definitely should be taken advantage of by you and me, by being more and more like he wants all of us to do and to be. I don't know about you, but I'm going to do just that. That is be as much like him as I can be. I hope you make that same decision as me. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and father for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints who are in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought of being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 